Welcome to Chapter One with Houston Public Library, where we give you just enough story to get you hooked. Today's episode features Mistress of All Evil by Serena Valentino, read by Maria. This title is intended for tweens and is suitable for most audiences, recorded with permission of Disney Press. Chapter One, The Dark Fairy. Black crows circled overhead, following the dark fairy as she made her way through the tangled forest. With each step she took, the trees grew increasingly dense. The forest was a living thing, moving and breathing. Its vines curled themselves around everything in her path, unknowingly creating a deep, penetrating darkness as they ensnared the treetops and obscured the sky. In the shadows, the dark fairy could keep the grasping trees and vines at bay. Even though she didn't understand that aspect of her magic, Maleficent used it to her advantage. Contrary to the tales surrounding the dark fairy, the vines weren't entirely subject to her will. She had heard stories about how she could control nature, how she could direct terrible forests to destroy her enemies. It was ironic, given the truth. Nature had cursed her for a past transgression. Nature was her enemy, and this forest was no different. Though Maleficent could keep the forest in check in the shadows, she wasn't entirely sure what would happen once she left the protection of the darkness provided by the canopy. She wondered if she would be able to fight off the forest when she wandered into the full blaze of the sun. For now, It gave her great satisfaction to see the emerald greenery wither and retreat before her as the heat emanated from her staff. The trees on nearby cliffs were joining with the vines. The foliage banded together, creating an army of sorts against her. There is nothing more frightening to a forest than the threat of fire. The dark fairy laughed as she sent a surge of green light towards the branches, which recoiled from the heat. She wished the forest would give her a reason to set it ablaze, but she reigned in her desire for destruction, reminding herself of her purpose and destination. Maleficent resented having to travel at that time. She hated being so far away from the Sleeping Beauty and the love-struck prince who threatened her plans. A few short days earlier, the prince had pricked his finger on a spindle, just as Maleficent's curse had decreed. Maleficent had ordered her goons to abduct Prince Philip and bring him back to her dungeons, where he would be well away from the sleeping princess. She couldn't have him intervening in her masterful plan. But even so, the Dark Fairy needed help. She needed witches, powerful witches who could help her bind Sleeping Beauty's curse so that the princess would never wake. If she couldn't kill the princess, Maleficent would have to content herself with Aurora's forever dwelling in the land of dreams. So the dark fairy ventured to Morningstar Kingdom. How she wished she was traveling by her preferred method of flames, but she wanted the witches at Morningstar Castle to know she was approaching. She wanted to give them time to grieve the loss of the sea witch and the odd sisters before she arrived. Maleficent knew the reason for her visit would be obscured by fear if she showed up without warning. So she took her time and walked slowly to Morningstar Kingdom, following her beloved crows. The canopy was so thick now that she could not see her birds flying overhead. 
but her magic was strong, and it allowed her to see the path that lay before them through their eyes. She loved that aspect of her magic more than anything else. It made her feel like she was flying with them, untethered from the world. But Maleficent did not need magic to find her way. The witches' hearts grew her to them, shining like a brilliant beacon among the ruins of some of the greatest witches of their age. Maleficent had sent Diablo ahead to Morningstar Kingdom. As he circled the castle, she could see the extent of the carnage and destruction left by Ursula's wake. Engulfed in the remains of the sea witch, the ancient fortress was almost pulsing with hate. Maleficent had no love for Ursula and didn't grieve her loss. In fact, she thought the many kingdoms of land and sea were better off without such a power-hungry and foolish witch. Ursula had put all their lives in peril by creating a spell so dangerous that the odd sisters were now suffering its consequences. Maleficent couldn't see into the future like some witches and fairies, but she was a good judge of character. She had sensed the amount of power Ursula had been hoarding, and she had been certain the sea witch would betray the sisters. She only wished that the odd sisters had listened to her warning. Maleficent had once loved the odd sisters deeply, though lately they were more like strange relatives she barely tolerated and avoided at every opportunity. She struggled to remember them as they once had been, to remember how she'd loved them, but that feeling, love, was a mere memory. Perhaps that was for the best. The Odd Sisters had become troublesome nuisances, growing more and more deranged as the years had passed. She could no longer fear their presence in the world or in her heart, and she suddenly felt a kinship with the sisters that she hadn't felt for some time. She tried to remember what it was like to care for them, or for anyone for that matter, but she couldn't, and now the sisters were lost to her, too far gone in her magic to reach them. It almost made her sad. Sadness. That feeling had eluded her for so long that her memory of it was like a faded dream. And that was where those sisters were, in a dream, lost forever to the waking world, wandering in a dream, alone. Maleficent didn't want to think of what the sisters dreamed of or what their dream world was like. Living in the dreamscape meant inhabiting the darkest and deepest places of the mind. She couldn't fathom what secrets sprang to life for the sisters in their new reality. She shuddered at the thought of the land of dreams being invaded by the sisters' nightmares, and she wondered if they would find the sleeping rose in her own corner of the dreamscape. Damn those sisters to Hades with their mirrors, rhymes, and lunacy! They just had to save their precious little sister! But the old queen in the mirror had said it best. Like many of us, Maleficent, those loathsome sisters were unable to think clearly with their family was in peril. Maleficent had laughed at the old queen, who she knew as Grimhilde. For her to be speaking to Maleficent of concern for family, of all things, but she'd choked down her words like jagged stones, unwilling to speak with the old queen about her daughter, Snow White, who thrived as queen of her own kingdom. The thought made Maleficent sick. What would it be like to live such a charmed life, to live untouched by the strife that had been ripping so many kingdoms apart? But that was the old queen's doing, wasn't it? Somehow her magic was even greater now than it had been when she was alive. Grimhilde reached beyond the veil of death to keep her daughter and her family safe. 
Perhaps that was Grimhilde's punishment for trying to kill Snow White when she was a child. Grimhilde had taken her own father's place in the magic mirror. She would forever be Snow White's slave, as Grimhilde's father once had been hers. She was cursed to be Snow White's protector, never at rest. She was watching Snow White while she slept, forever shielding Snow's children and grandchildren, eternally bringing happiness to that infernal brat and brood. Grimhilde's love for her daughter sat in Maleficent's stomach like a cold stone. It caused a tingling sensation that told Maleficent that this was something she should feel, an inkling that this was something that would have touched her heart, but she pushed that inkling down with the others that lived in the pit of her stomach. She imagined they all looked like broken pieces of headstone. She wondered how they all fit together there and how it was possible for someone so small to carry so much. Sometimes she felt the weight of them would crush her, yet it never did. She supposed everyone carried their burdens there. It seemed like the perfect place, close to the heart, but not dangerously so. The Odd Sisters had once told her that Grimhilde had also kept her pain in her stomach. To the Old Queen, it had been like jagged glass slicing at her insides. Maleficent wondered what was worse, the heaviness of her burden or the pain of Grimhilde's. The Odd Sisters would have said both were capable of destroying their hosts, but Maleficent felt like the weight of her sorrow grounded her and kept her steady. Without her pain, she might just float away. The Odd Sisters had decreed that the Brat Queen and her family were to be left alone, so as not to anger Grimhilde. But Snow White wasn't entirely untouched by the Odd Sisters, was she? The old Queen Grimhilde could not control her daughter's dreams. That was not her providence. That was not her domain. Dreams belong to the good fairies and to the sisters three. Wondering what happens next? Check out Mistress of All Evil by Serena Valentino, available in multiple formats at www.houstonlibrary.org.